That night I had a dream. It means nothing to me. I drifted off, thinking about happiness, birth, and new life. I'm a chemical super freak, but I still need a gun. But now I was haunted by a vision of... It, oh, oh, my personal favorite. Had their entrails cut out and burned. <laughs> he was horrible. Mouth to dildo, dildo to ass, ass to ass, high branch, anal bees. A man with all the powers of hell at his command. We don't have time to meet his lawyer! I'm going to detain a flyer for enjoying his whiskey. I think some of these folks were hitting the saggy pretty hard. It turned the day into night. I'm a maw. I got a thing for worms. Everything in his pet. I work on Wall Street. You know, with the big buildings. I live in an apartment with a doorman. And I can buy almost anything I want. Chrissy, over by the wall. Bring me the big knife. It was especially hard on the little things. Bring me the big knife. I'm gonna cut my throat. The helpless and the gentle creatures. You mean my wife? And it's like a battle between motors and horses. Like technology versus horse. I never just rode before a gunfight. He let the scorched earth in his wake be fouling even the sweet desert breeze and lay across his brow. It's like unbeatable. It's not exactly my ties and Yahtzee out here. Welcome back to the unbearable weight of Nicolas Cage. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. And I'm a sentient broom. Hi, Abby, the sentient broom. Semi-sentient? I think they're only semi-sentient. This week we're watching The Sorcerer's Apprentice. It's a movie that I have not seen since it came out in theaters when I saw it as part of a triple feature with The Last Airbender and then Inception. Jesus Christ. I hoped that the other two movies would make me like Inception more and then I was just like, nope, I did not. Jesus Christ. It was, but everyone was talking about it like it was all original, and then you just watch Satoshi Khan animes, and it's like, nope, Nolan is just trying to make these things, but worse in real life with visual effects. Well, that's more of it's it's everyone thought it was way smarter than it was, too. Oh, yeah. I've not seen it. It's fun. Mm -hmm. The action scenes are fun. It's about a top, but you don't know if it's going to bottom out or not. Oh, uh, that's false. It was going to bottom out. Michael Caine told me so. <laughs> <laughs> Abby's face right now is great. The references I have for those phrases I, I are know. very different. I know. <laughs> Christ. It was like my favorite thing when that movie ended, because I was just like, oh, was it still a dream or was it not? Michael Caine put a squash to all of that. He was just like, no, all of my, any scene I was in was very explicitly not a dream <laughs> sequence. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and that's why you'd never really seen the dog meme before. Where it's, yeah, I don't need to explain a meme on here. That is for nobody, but yeah, uh, I haven't seen this since it came out, which would have been like a decade ago. Plus. I have only seen Fantasia. Well, technically, I've seen Fantasia 2, but that is not relevant here. You mean Fantasia 2000? You know what, buddy? You can just say, yes, that is correct, Luke. I forgot the name of it. I got to go see that as part of a school field trip. I saw it at a Jewish summer camp or after-school program, also as part of a field trip. Abby just gave me double birds. That one's great, because we get that great 3D Simpsons episode from the Treehouse of Horror. What? Also, in the, uh, in Fantasia 2000, if you recall Luke, or, and Abby, I don't know if you watch The Simpsons, Abby. Maybe. I have seen a lot of The Simpsons, but not all of The Simpsons. Wonderful. There's the one Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episode where Homer goes through the wall to escape Patty and Selma ah. and ends up in some sort of weird computer-generated 3D world. Mm-hmm. That, that is one of the segments in Fantasia 2000. Familiar. 
They don't do the setup of how he got in there. We just start from when he goes through. No, they explained how Homer got in there. You're talking about Homer D, which was like... Yeah, they don't explain that in Fantasia 2000. In Fantasia 2000, we just start there. Oh, I don't remember that being. But that for some Wait, we, and, and we also don't get the erotic in kicks. Fantasia 2000? Yeah, that entire sketch is for some weird reason. It starts just with him going through and then cuts out when he gets out and the erotic cakes, but guys talk about cakes. weird Simpsons foreshadowing there. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, for some reason, Simpsons were in Fantasia 2000, and I don't really get it. That was probably my favorite part of the film, because I was not as into Fantasia 2000. I don't think that is something that actually happened. Our, our... There's a, there is a reference to it on the Simpsons wiki. But that's making a reference to Scratchtasia. Uh, Okay. So, Symphony Number no. 5, The Pines of Rome, Rhapsody in Blue, Piano Concerto 2, Allegro Opus 102, Carnival of the Animals, Sorcerer's Apprentice, Pop and Circumstance, Marches 1, 2, 3, and 4, and Firebird Suite. I don't see... That's just the music used, though. It doesn't explain. That's the program. No, it, it goes into what the bits are, but I... Christ, can we just... Focus on how incredibly and insane it is that you just referred to the musical numbers in Fantasia as bits. Woof. Yeah, I I see nothing about the Simpsons in the Fantasia two thousand. I know what I saw. Now Devin will never do a rewatch of Fantasia 2000 in case it... To be fair, I also did not enjoy Fantasia 2000, so but so yes, I probably would not. I just remember the bit with... Or, fuck you, Lucas. The musical number with the incredibly pissy poodle. I just remember the Dancing Hippos. I think that was I... in the... Just in Fantasia? I think you just watched something that had clips from Fantasia, but was like an animation, like, clip show. Here we go. We have become unraveled in time because of this, Devin. Uh, apparently it was something from some movie called Cyber World. Maybe they showed both of them when we saw Fantasia 2000. <laughs> it was a short, so I think they might have shown that before we watched Fantasia. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. Yes. Alright, but uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Uh, so... What else do we want to tell Abby going into this? My brain is just so broken now. Mm-hmm. I, I assume... I saw it like eight years ago or something. Whenever I was studying abroad in England. That's a choice. Does that mean you had to wait a couple months after it came out in the U.S. in order to see it as well? No, it was like two years after it came out on DVD. I had a copy of it on my computer that I watched when I was... In my hotel room, trying to stay awake so I could adjust myself to uh, British time. Fair. I watched that film and whatever that Jesse Eisenberg and Zizan Zari movie was where they have to rob a bank. Oh, 30 minutes or less? Yeah, that one. Yeah, I had two wild experiences seeing that because first I saw it in a theater in a preview. And it was like, oh, here's a packed house of people who will kind of laugh at anything. This is a great experience. And then I was like, oh, yeah, this is so great. And then I, uh, a few years later, was like, hey, Mom, Dad, we need something to watch. This is free. And it was just watching the movie where none of the jokes landed. 
And I think it was like the third movie in a row that had random scenes of masturbation in it, like a lot of those late 2000s movies had. Oh, yeah. And it was awful, and we stopped watching it. A valid choice. I remember enjoying it. And first off, see, random scenes of masturbation continue, Luke. Did you not see? Youth and Revolt. No, The Lighthouse. What? I mean, yeah. But I mean, Robert a lot. and jacks off onto a onto a weird sculpture of a mermaid that he that he found. I I was going to say the more, like, comedies for teens. I don't consider Lighthouse a comedy for teens. Lighthouse is a comedy for all. <laughs> I would buy. And, and thirty minutes or less, I believe, was rated R. Luke, that's not a comedy. That's comedy for 18 plus males, ages 18 to 49. Yeah. Same with Superbad, Luke. You shouldn't have seen that movie as such a young boy. I think I might have seen that with you. You did not. I saw it with my dad. <laughs> no. It might have been Matt Taylor in it. Yeah. My dad took me to see it. Fair enough. <laughs> As I like to tell my dad, it's just like, remember who had you, uh, had, you had a better time with going to the movies as a kid. When my brothers want to see a movie, all he gets to take him to is either the newest Marvel or Star Wars movie. My dad got rage from me. We did Superbad. We did Borat. We did Sweeney Todd. And got super depressed with Children of Men. <laughs> I mean, my dad also brought me to a lot of uh, movies, like, especially when we had moved to Backslate. Like, that was how I ended up seeing Constantine, Hellboy, Shaun of the Dead, and some others. Nice. My dad and I go and see the new Pixar movie every year. I don't come for movie people. There's a reason this podcast can exist, and it's partially because I don't come from movie people. I think my dad was just trying to connect with me more because he had been working on his PhD for most of the time that I was alive. Nice. Mm -hmm. Good for Luke's dad. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, Peter. Dr. Peter. He's, oh, I hate that so much. Oh, no. Congratulations, Dr. Mr. Luke's dad. Thank you, Devin. <laughs> so, Nick Cage is a semi-sentient broom, which I assume is the role he has in this film. Get ready for magic. Devin, is there anything I need to know before we commence watching? I don't think so. Okay. I don't fully remember a lot of this film. Yeah, it... I, it it was very forgettable. I, I am, am very interested to see how they can make a, like, four-minute musical number into a feature-length film. I mean, we did that with a five-minute ride with Pirates of the Caribbean. We've turned that into a five-picture film. <laughs> or The Haunted Mansion. One of them was great. But yeah, no, let's go watch this movie. And uh, we'll catch you after the break. Or Country Bears Jamboree. Oh, fuck. It's on Disney Plus. We're an American oh, oh, band. That just makes me so angry. They're going to get rid of the ride. That made me so angry. It's not really a ride. It's like a well, show. They're getting rid of the show. Yeah, they're getting rid of the show. That makes me mad. Why? You can just go to Stucky's. Or Chuck yeah, I don't Cheese. know. No, they took out the animatronic band. You could just go to the old abandoned place where all those kids mysteriously died where the animatronics are alive and they try and murder you. Is that Devin, what you I want, Devin? I think you should just go to Hollywood. Yes, President. it's called Willie's Wonderland and it's the new Nicolas Cage movie that's coming out in like three weeks. Yeah. You should just go to the Hall of Presidents and bring really weird energy with you and just pretend you're watching Country Bears Jamboree. <laughs> <laughs> that Gerald Ford knows how to get down in a hootin' nanny. I love James K. James K. Polk on the banjo. 
God. Won't it be nice when we can go places again? Yes. yes. Then we won't have to do this show anymore. <laughs> See you after the break. <laughs> Sorcerer's Apprentice, which was slightly under two hours long. It was an hour and 45 minutes, Luke. It says hour and 50 minutes on the Disney. It, it's not a good movie. I've had fun. Did you? I did. I had fun making fun. It's the yeah. least, like, gripped by a movie i have been so far yeah it's it's not the worst movie but it's the least i have cared about a movie so just explosions happened that dragon scene was cool what is it cage looked nice as an old man cage looks like a homeless aragon hell yeah aragorn yeah aragon was the dragon book he looks like a homeless Aragorn. Not necessarily a bad look, but it is a look. I got really worried when we saw little baby Dave that it was gonna be fucking. Who do I hate? Uh. Adam Devine. Yeah. Nah, he wasn't on the scene yet. I punch him in the face. That's fair. I, I think this clip from the Roger Ebert review is very apt. This is a much better film than The Last Airbender, which is faint praise, but it's becoming clear that every weekend brings another heavily marketed action comedy that pounds tens of millions out of consumers before evaporating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... There was a lot of action, and I somehow this movie felt like it had less plot than Drive Angry. Yeah, I mean, most of the stuff that happened was just in there to take up time. It's like, we have all of these shells that are going to have different magical people before we get to the big bad, but it's like most of them are unimportant because you get what's-his-name, Toby Kebbell, in as rival magician apprentice and it's like you could have just done that and then replaced the other mages with like puzzles or things that needed to be unlocked what would have been more fun is if you would have had uh instead of toby kevel actually get david blaine i when we just heard the voice i really thought it was gonna be russell brand i was totally oh, that's also fair expecting a russell brand to show up you should have just got David Blaine. Especially, too, because David Blaine's weird enough that he would have done it. Or, like, David Tennant when he was in the remake of, uh... What should we call it? The vampire movie? Oh, yeah. Fright Night. Yeah. I never saw that. Oh, Fright Night, the remake, is great. I saw the original. I... I don't care for the original as much, but I saw the remake first. And... Yeah, the, the biggest piece of plot in this movie is Dave is going to piss his pants, maybe. Yeah, he, like 30% <laughs> of his scenes are, oh, his pants look wet, or he is going to the bathroom, so he specifically does not piss. And then 
another major part is he's stalking blonde girl and also training for magic, but he's bad at it. But he's a white guy and it's his destiny to become the best magician. So Honestly, mm-hmm. I think if we made it so that it was just Cage and Doc Ock and they were the sorcerer's apprentice come to life a thousand years later and fighting it out. That would have been a better movie. Yeah. Anything including Jay Borishell. And I like him. Like, he's great in uh, the How to Train Your Dragon series. Mm-hmm. He's very good in Man Seeking Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's great in This is the End. Yeah, this was just like... Yeah, I think if you had cut Jay Borishell out of this movie, it would have been a better movie. Mm-hmm. But then you don't have something for them to market to the kids. <laughs> kids true. love Nicolas Cage. Or you just leave in the bulldog. Who also pisses a lot. I mean, the thing is, if you get rid of Jay Borishell, you don't get the worst homage ever to the original piece in Fantasia of mm-hmm. the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah. Uh, and without Jay Barnshell, we don't get everyone's favorite homage to real-life wizard, Nicholas Tesla. And then the edgy kids are sitting there being like, yeah, yeah, that's my boy. I know who Tesla is. I know what a Tesla coil does. AC versus DC, bitches. Let's go kill some fucking elephants. <laughs> <laughs> They'll say, oh, topsy at my oh. Uh, but yeah, the quick summary is Nicolas Cage is an immortal apprentice of Merlin who, uh, there was two others with him initially. Morgana Le Fay killed Merlin. He had to trap Morgana Le Fay in a nesting doll that was also contained the female apprentice who he loves soul. And so Morgana Le Fay and the woman he loves are stuck together forever in a Russian nesting doll. Other people wanted to free her, so Cage had to capture really only two other people Which who followed the her. intro definitely made it seem like there are hundreds of layers until we get to these two. Yeah, it, there was not. It was literally Morgana Le Fay, actual girl who was killed during the Salem Witch Trials, uh, Chinese wizard, and then Alfred Molina, Doc Ock, who got freed by pre-Dave Baruchel, uh, Dave Baruchel character, or Jay Baruchel, who plays a character named Dave. Uh, Dave Wetpants. Yeah. And so Jay Baruchel stumbled into Nicolas Cage's Arcana Cabana shop, which is still a great name. Arcana Cabana is one of the redeeming things about this. I like to say Arcana... Arcana I can Cabana. tell. I wouldn't necessarily call it a redeeming quality, though. Can you say Arcana Cabana? Arcana Cabana. Devin? Arcana Cabana. Arcana Cabana. But it's still not... Yeah. It, it's a little nugget of this doesn't suck in an otherwise... Forgettable movie. Yes. Yeah, but this... I wouldn't call it a redeeming factor. Fair enough. Uh, so... Jay Baruchel in a weird New York City that in the year 2000 did not have the Twin Towers in it because they didn't really think about the, or they thought about too much about the issue of having that in there, uh, accidentally releases Alfred Molina. So Nicolas Cage, after finding out that Jay Baruchel is supposed to be the next Merlin, uh, has to sacrifice himself to trap him and Alfred Molina inside a pot for 10 years. Nobody believes Jay Baruchel about what went down in the Arcana Cabana. Including that he didn't piss himself. Yeah. So he gets to be known as a piss boy. Mm-hmm. And it spreads all throughout New York City, which is fascinating. It's like walking it down the street, sucked. there's a piss boy. I mean, it helped that they were on a field trip, so there was more opportunity for it to have spread. How the fuck did they find him? He went on such, like, an insane twisty path that the fact that the teacher and his entire field trip class is just fucking 
outside of the Arcana Cabana is insanity. Well, and the fact really that the insane. teacher would have brought those kids all the way down and not just left them with another teacher or other field trip adults. Maybe there wasn't. I don't recall seeing more than one adult. There was not. I'm pretty sure that violates New York State standards of teacher to student ratios, though. Mm-hmm. Especially for taking them out of school setting. Yeah. Also, those kids were in trouble, too, because someone wasn't following the buddy system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, ten years pass, and Dave has been traumatized by the events. He's also now just into building Tesla coils. And somehow New York University just got him an abandoned subway stop to work on his experiments using Tesla coils, which is wild. We never really see why it's so important that he makes these Tesla coils. Because he's a cool kid who makes Tesla coils after his obviously hero, Nikola Tesla. So he can get the girl who he lost. And go do some steampunk cosplay on the weekends. Uh, yep, so... Because it has to play Secrets by whatever fucking mid-2000s. Wonder of Hulk. Thank you. You got to know their name. Because he's just like, wow, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know who those bands were, which means they must be cool. Like, or Republic's like the fucking biggest band like that year. Yeah. Wild. Uh, but that was a top 40 band. But yeah, uh, he runs into the girl who he had tried to ask out back when he was a child in this weird, weird world. Uh, and she turns out to work at the radio station. He is able to help them fix things. And then after that, he runs into Nicolas Cage, who has been freed from the pot after 10 years, along with Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina wants to break the rest of the nesting dolls. Cage needs to stop him. Alfred Molina brings in Toby Kebble as his apprentice. Toby Kebble, who had actual Magic the Gathering cards printed of his character. That's great. Oh, God. He's a planeswalker, apparently, Devin. This. You know what? Fuck, fucking good for Toby Kebble. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Well, you could see it in the background. Oh yeah, but no, like real world cards of him. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I, I at first I was like, I don't know who this is because when I talked about watching it, uh, Eric from RPG Pals Club, aka Rhythm Bastard, was like, you know that they made Magic, the, you know that they made Magic the Gathering tie-in cards, and I was like. No. And it was like, who the hell is this guy? Because I didn't actually read the article where they explained it. But yeah, he is basically a David Blaney magician, even though we never actually, actually see no, him. Actually, no, it's not David Blaine. Who's the one I'm thinking? Chris Angel? Yeah. Yeah, Definitely that's Chris it. Angel. But yeah, he yeah. really looks like uh, he really looks like Ben Stiller's char- magician character from Arrested Development. Yeah, a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyways. Uh, they're fighting. The other two nesting doll things get broken. Cage and Jay are able to uh, kill them. Well, they kill the Chinese guy, and Doc Ock decides to just start stealing everybody's magic so he can release Morgana Le Fay. And in the end, it comes down to a big final battle where Jay, who had to give up his ring to save his girlfriend slash stalking target. Yeah. I was going to say, she hasn't committed yet at this point in time. So if anything, he's making a mistake. Yeah. uh, They confront Morgana Le Fay. He's able to use actual magic and then just electrocutes the shit until she is murdered and they were able to save Using Tesla coils and science, not just magic. Because science is magic, bitches. That we just don't understand yet. Which was then later rehammered into our heads the following year in 2011's Thor. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, anyways. 
So they stop Morgana Le Fay, Balthazar, Dr. Octopus disappears. Really just, he's there for a moment and then he's gone, and yeah. It's... That's because he got to see his crush, and then he's just like, yep, I'm Audi 5000. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's pretty much the movie. They win, and then Jay and Blonde Girl decide to fly off to France to go and have breakfast on a metal eagle, which would probably get both of them murdered or at least arrested. Probably not. For me, my bigger thing is more of the, uh... How fast is that eagle? It's still going to take an awfully long-ass damn time. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was going maybe 20 miles an hour? Yeah. So... Distance... So they'll get breakfast in, like, two to, in like three days. <laughs> also, I doubt that they can see them, Luke, because if you recall, the other norms couldn't see the magic. Sometimes, when it was convenient. Yeah, yeah. It's, they, it's, like, so we all saw the dragon, but then we didn't them. see... Yeah, but like we, we they just... could see the dragon, but they could she couldn't see whatever the hell was going on with like the uh... the weird summoning. Yeah. Thing. Uh, if they were traveling twenty miles an hour, it would take them one hundred eighty-one hours and a quarter. Neat. Really, the most important part of this movie is when Jay Borishel gets a bunch of wolf puppies dropped on him because that's just adorable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and we get the bullshit. Magicians use more than ten percent of their brain. I was really. We did expecting... get the fun part that I did enjoy, which is when Nicolas Cage pretends to be a cop to talk his way out of what he did. <laughs> that was great. At some point, we will just have to tally up how many of these movies Cage has played some sort of law enforcement officer in. The answer is most of them. Yeah. Also, one of the things is Nicolas Cage's wizard drives around a 1935 Rolls-Royce Phantom that actually belongs to Nicolas Cage. He nice. offered up his car to use. Oh, here's a, another fun fact. The wolves that were used in the scene to chase Dave were overwhelmingly tame and affectionate, so they had to CGI angry faces onto them. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great, because, I mean, they are... Like, their body language is not aggressive at all, so no. it's just, like, angry face, but happy body. Like, the one that gets stuck in the turnstile, and it's just kind of, like, pawing at it. So cute. They used a half ton of confetti in the Chinatown scene. Fucking hell. I don't know if that, like, I can see that. That was falls. a lot of confetti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On, like, how much confetti typically gets used in these movies, but confetti could have used ticker tape. I feel like ticker tape is a much more old seeming thing, though. No, absolutely, it is. Mm hmm. But it would have tied in better with the let's bring the angry Wall Street bull to life. Yeah, there was lots of, hey, here's some New York landmarks. They bring the bull to life, and because there isn't a tiny statue of a six-year-old girl, no one was able to stop the bull except for Nicolas Cage. Oh, mm -hmm. so was the eagle of the Empire State Building? I think so. I think okay. so. What gets me is that Jay's character is not supposed to know music, and he calls... The uh, Toby Kebbell apprentice uh, asking if he's from Depeche Mode, and it's like, I wouldn't even know what Depeche Mode looks like. I would have been comparably aged to Jay Parrishow's character, so it's a weird choice. Yeah. I Listen. think he knows a lot about music. That was just him playing dumb so that he, the girl could seem cool to him. So, another interesting thing is that this movie's cast only happened because of a writer's strike. Because Jay Baruchel and the blonde who was played by Teresa Palmer were initially attached to the George Miller Justice League of America movie that was supposed to happen. Because we live in the, the dark timeline where instead we get Zack Snyder doing a four-hour cut with a $100 box that you can order for a four-course meal for dinner. Yeah, fuck that. 
I have no idea what that was. I just... Yeah, you dropped that in the chat and it's just like I'm going to... Um, yeah, this is a way to spend two hours. It's not a good way to spend two hours. It's a way to spend two hours. Mm-hmm. I don't know... Yeah, really, this is a... I don't know who this movie was for. That's the biggest issue. Yeah. Was this... It felt like it was aiming a little too high to be for children. Yeah. But not crazy enough to be for the teeth. No, it wasn't like a Pirates of the Caribbean. This is straight up for teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very odd overall. I do love the, uh... I do love that IMDb does list the fact that the Twin Towers are missing from the 2000 Uric skyline as an anachronism, so... Maybe, in this world, Nicolas Cage prevented them from ever being built. There you go. That's where his shop is. <laughs> That's my no prop. <laughs> oh. Yep, this is a way to spend two hours. It is. But, uh, let's get into our traditional... Let's talk about the actors who are... Hopefully in much better movies. Oh, Devin, what crazy 2000s movie were you referencing if it wasn't Clockstopper? It's not Clockstopper. We will get that when we hit certain actor, Alfred Molina. I do love... Have we not done Alfred? I feel like we've probably done Alfred Molina. Have we not done Alfred Molina? No, just... We have not done Alfred Molina. You and I just frequently talk about Alfred Molina. Because he's a great actor. Well, and he's the multi-bear in Gravity Falls, and I'm like, it's Alfred Molina, Dr. Octopus. And you're like, I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, but yeah, Jay Baruchel was also in Knocked Up, which I have seen, Tropic Thunder, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, Fanboys, which you've made me watch, Devin. I love Fanboys. Fuck you, Luke. Night of the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian, How to Train Your Dragon, uh, One, two, and three. Yep. Uh, this is the end. Um, yeah, that's that's the last one that I saw him in. I have seen a like ten minutes of Million Dollar Baby. I am Reed Fish. Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Night of the Museum. Battle of Smithsonian. She's out of my league. How to Train Your Dragon, The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Goon. Can we talk about how great Goon fucking is? Goon's a fucking, fucking great love movie. Goon. I have heard really good things about it. I have just not seen it. How to Train uh, Your Dragon 2. Oops. Love Sick. Oh no, I clicked on this. Um. Goon Last of the Enforcers, How to Train Your Dragon the Hidden World, um, and then, yep, and then um, we'll give him a shout out for Man Seeking Woman. Yep, Man Seeking Woman is generally very good. Mm -hmm. I have also seen parts of Man Seeking Woman. I have also seen parts of his other TV show, Undeclared. And Abby, first off, congrats. You're like the only person I know who has seen the Goon uh, films. Goon's great. Goon is great. Ah, uh, yes, I have seen the almost famous. Knocked Up, Tropic Thunder, Nick and Nora, Fanboys, Goon, a fucking weird-ass Robert Pattinson film, Cosmopolis. Uh, this is the end. The remake of Robocop. Goon 2. I also will have seen Jay Baruchel for hosting Popular Mechanics for Kids. Nice. Because that was on PBS. And they're very good kids television show. After that we have famed actor Alfred Molina who was in Raiders of the Lost Ark. First role too. Mm-hmm. 
which, I mean, he does a really good job. Uh, Boogie Nights. Dudley Do-Right. Was he, was he Snidely Whiplash? Hell yeah, he was. Mm -hmm. I fucking loved Dudley Do-Right. I have not watched that. I've seen Really? In, in, in years. No, we watched it in college. We used that game for the mustache game. <laughs> Where if the mustache lines up with the one that you stuck on the screen, you have to drink? Yeah. We also started counting a lot of things for what counts as mustache. First off, you took two drinks if it lined up on Snidely Whiplash, because then you had double stash. <laughs> oh. A horse got the mustache. <laughs> and then there's at one point in time where Alfred Molina is riding a tank. And the mustache lines up right With on the, the barrel of the tank oh gun. God. And we're just like, yeah, it's circular. It counts as a face. <laughs> oh. uh, also, Spider-Man 2 is Doc Ock. Uh, Wonder Woman. Wait. Oh, yeah. Nope, that was the, the animated movie. Yep, yep. I have seen that. Rango. Which is one that I have not thought about in a while. Uh, Monsters University. Ralph Breaks the Internet. And Frozen 2. And then I love that they already just have Untitled Spider-Man Far From Home sequel listed on here. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, he's been confirmed for it, so. Mm-hmm. Are they replacing what's his face? Andrew Tom Holland. Yes. No, supposedly they're bringing in a multiverse where we're getting all three Spider Men from all the previous films into one big super film. They're going to try and do Spider Verse, but it's going to lack the importance of it because it's just going to be three white boys saying anyone can be Spider Man if you're a white boy like us. Okay, I have seen. There's several that you didn't say that I'm surprised with. Like what? Well, we'll get to it when I when it's my turn. Fair I enough. won't interrupt Dad. Dudley Do Right, Chocolate, um, Spider Man Two. I think I've seen parts of it. I do like it. Um, Pink Panther 2. Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Sorcerer's Apprentice, Rango. Monsters University. Love is Strange. Um. Rough Breaks the Internet, Frozen 2, I really want to see Promising Young Woman, but have not yet. I also want to see that. Mm-hmm. I've heard very good things. Devin, which Alfred Molina's have you seen? I have seen him in Raiders of the Lost Ark, Maverick, Boogie Nights, Dudley Do-Right. Spider-Man 2. Luke, I'm surprised you didn't see Da Vinci Code. I feel like everyone saw Da Vinci Code. No, I mean, it wasn't something that I or my family was really into. I'm also surprised you did not see Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. I'm also surprised by that. I that, that was actually, the, that was the biggest one I was surprised you didn't see. It would have been out in college, but the only time that I tried to play the game... Uh, it was using a keyboard on my computer, and I suck at those sorts of platformers. So I had no ties to The Prince of Persia, and I also heard it was a bad movie. I mean, I didn't have any ties to it, and I still watched it. it was I had no ties to film. it. It also might have been during the year of college before I started regularly going to Southside Works for their $5 it's 2010, movies. it would have been the same summer as Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh, yeah, then I just didn't give a shit enough about seeing it. Uh, the hit Taylor Lautner film, Abduction. Monsters University, 
Justice League Dark, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Vice, Frozen 2, and then for that early 2000s film, Texas Rangers. A fucking horrible movie. Directed by the man who directed many great horror films, such as Friday the 13th series, but starring James Vanderbeek, Rachel Lee Cook, Ashton Kutcher, Dylan McDermott, Usher. Jesus Christ. Alfred Molina. Wait, what movie is this? Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers. Jesus. Robert Patrick is also in it. For Luke, that's the T-1000. Mm. Jesus. Wild. Like, the cast is, like, weirdly stacked. The movie is terrible. What is the plot of this movie? Uh, Alfred Molina is... St- I also really enjoyed it, It's it, though it is terrible. But, um... Alfred Molina is stealing cows and taking them across the border to Mexico to sell to the Mexican army after the Civil War. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's incredible. And, and there's no good, like, older uh, rangers to try to stop them, so it's all the new bloods, like James Vanderbeek, Kutcher, and Usher. Jesus Christ. Oh, wild. Wow. It is a wild film. Just that fucking movie poster. Hell yeah. All the fucking hats. Holy shit. Beautiful. Uh, after that is Teresa. Oh, and I played him in Spider-Man 2, the video game. One of the best games ever made. Yep. Uh, after oh that... my god, the budget for this movie was $38 million, and its box office gross was $763,745. <laughs> For Texas Rangers? Yes. I mean, to be fair, the cast in 2001, that would have been huge. That would have been peak Dawson's Creek. That would have been peak that 70s show. It made under a million dollars and cost 38 million. Hell yeah. Holy shit. That's some producer's ass shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... After that, we have Teresa Palmer, who the only other things I have seen her in are Bedtime Stories and Warm Bodies. Oh, Warm Bodies. Warm Bodies was good. Everybody got real horny for zombies, though. Just like Tina Belcher wants us to. Mm-hmm. I have seen... The December Boys... Sorcerer's Apprentice, Take Me Home Tonight, Wish You Were Here, Warm Bodies. Little bit of point break. The remake? I don't know. Uh, Ah, yes. Came out in 2013. That would be the remake. Yeah. That's it. I've heard Take Me Home Tonight is great. It's very good. Uh, I've also seen her in Warm Bodies, and I saw her in Hacksaw Ridge and Lights Out. Uh, then, the Wikipedia list, Omar Benson Miller, who was Jay Baruchel's roommate who showed up in like literally three scenes, who was also in Eight Mile. Uh... I saw like five minutes, I think, of American Pie Presents Bandcamp. He was in. I saw all that movie. That movie's great. Uh, or at least 13 year old Devin thought it was great. And Transformers. He also is the current voice of Finn in the new Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh. Also on the Disney Plus. Yes, I he was also in that. three seasons of CSI Miami, in which he played Walter Simmons, which is where I am most familiar with him from. Nice. But for his actual filmography, I have seen Shall We Dance, Lucky You, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, and then, yes, the three seasons of CSI Miami he was in. I don't think I've gotten to the point in Ballers where he was in that. And then the fact that the unicorn is still on is just bonkers to me. People want to be horny for, uh, I, 
I'm going to say what's Walter his Walter Goggins? Yes. My my mind Oh I mean I get that. My mind blanked on Walter Goggins' name. Well it's not even Walter. It's Walt Hidden. That's right. That man's got the greatest of names. He does. There we go. Who else, Luke? Because I feel like we didn't hit some big players in this one. Oh, you mean like Monica Bellucci? Her and Tony Cody Cavill. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Monica Bellucci was in Bram Stoker's Dracula, which we saw together, buddy. We did. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also in uh, Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revolutions. I have not seen The Passion of the Christ. Uh, the Brothers Grimm. Shoot him up. Uh, Brothers Grimm is an underappreciated film. A fuck yep. ton of Italian language films. Or Monica Bellucci. Oh, we're not talking about Monica? No, we are. Yeah. But that's a very Italian name. Yeah, she's Italian. She I is know. Italian. Which is why she's in a fuck ton of Italian films. No, I know. It's just so many Italian films that I feel like we have to mention that she has mostly been in Italian language films. I have also seen parts of Passion of the Christ. Uh, I saw both Matrix sequels and played the Enter the Matrix game, which she was also in. Mm-hmm. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Brothers Grimm, shoot him up. Spectre, and Asterix and Obelix's Mission Cleopatra. I literally just have Brothers Grimm. There's also Alice Krieg, who was in this movie. She was Morgana Le Fay, which was really not even a role most of the time. For the most part. Yeah. Uh, she was the Borg Queen in Star Trek First Contact. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw The Little Vampire, or at least parts of it. Uh, oh, she was apparently also in Thor The Dark World, in a role that I don't remember. How do you spell her last name? Because I keep getting the... K-R-I-G-E. She played the evil old witch in the new Hansel and Gretel movie. It was and she was famously in Chariots of Fire, which is a movie I have not seen. I have seen that. You haven't seen Chariots Fire. of Fire? I have not seen Chariots of Fire. What the fuck? She was also in the Silent Hill film and the other great early 2000 movie, Reign of Fire. I have seen Chariots of Fire. But have you seen Reign of Fire? I have not seen Reign of Fire. You should, it's fun. I have seen... Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey play dragons. Beautiful. Oh, but it's a modern film, too. I've definitely seen her in all three Christmas Prince movies. And the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Luke has also seen her in all three Christmas Prince movies. No, I've only seen the first two. No, you saw the third one. What's the third one about? Baby. Yeah, no, we didn't. You didn't watch the baby one with me. You watched it without me. I swear to God, you've seen that movie. I just feel it hurt now. Uh, I swear to God, we watched that one when Sam and Jen were here. No, we considered it, but we watched other more obscure movies. Uh. Devin, were you looking for Ian McShane, who is the narrator in this movie for literally Ian McShane like is also, Ian McShane is great, but yes. Yeah, because Wikipedia... Well, I was going to say, you're also skipping poor Tony Keppel, who's been in so much. Oh, shit, yeah. I, I skipped him on accident because I had already gone to his page. I am sorry for skipping Tony Keppel, who I was like, I, I remember him from something, and then it turned out I did not remember him from... Uh, really anything except for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the bad Fantastic Four movie. Uh, yeah. Kong Skull Island! Tony Kebble is the man that you hire when you can't get uh, Andy Serkis. Mm-hmm. 
Or in the case of Planet of the Apes, he's the man you call when you already have Andy Serkis. Yeah, uh, he was also. I have also seen him in War for the Planet of the Apes and Bloodshot. I have seen him in Sherry, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, Sorcerer's Apprentice, War Horse. War Horse! Um. That's it. I've seen him in Rock and Rolla, Prince of Persia, Source Apprentice, War Horse, The East, uh, Down on the Planet of the Apes, Fantastic Four, Warcraft, Kong Skull Island, War for the Planet of the Apes, Hurricane Heist, and Bloodshot. Oh, I love that Kong Skull Island is entering back into the discourse because everyone was like, how is the monkey going to punch the much larger Godzilla? And it's like, because monkey also is bigger since the Vietnam War. Yeah. Well, I'd read a thing where they're just like, well, we're just going to slice him up. I mean, they said he was going to keep on growing. And it's yeah. been like 50 plus years since the Vietnam War mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then last, or the last, I think, important actor, because they also, on Wikipedia, list a kid who played Dave's childhood friend, but who uh, was probably just the kid who was like, hey, you pissed yourself. Uh, (laughs) Don't you think friends do, Lucas? I think his friend was the one who told him he shouldn't be drawing on the window of the bus. Oh, the kid who's like, oh, it's going to be shitty if you draw King Kong on this window. And it lined up. I mean, that I would be pretty impressed by that. Anyways. Uh, no, yeah. but that kid would later go on to be Jack Black's son in the weird film, The Poker King. Do you see that movie, Luke? No. I like... watch Bernie. Yeah. I think Bernie, not quite as good, but similar. It's where... Jack Black plays the Poker King, who does some grifting of his uh, friends and neighbors, but also is still a likable person, much like Bernie. All right, uh, I have seen Ian McShane in. Oh, we're going to get Abby. Let's say Agent Cody Banks again. I have not seen that. Uh, Shrek you the see, Third. It, you didn't see Agent Cody Banks? No. Kung Fu Panda. Coraline. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. John Wick. John Wick Chapter 2. And uh, Hellboy. And then John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. In defense to Ian McShane, he was a good casting choice for Professor Verloom. I thought he was a... But then they messed it up. Ian McShane is so much older than I thought he was. Ian McShane's just been that old for a long time. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't expecting his filmography to start in 1962. Oh, yeah. Ah, Ian McShane old. I have seen Ian McShane as an Agent Cody Banks, Scoop, We Are Marshall, Shrek the Third, The Golden Compass, Kung Fu Panda, Coraline, the Sorcerer's Apprentice, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tide, Snow White's and the Huntsman, Jack the Giant Slayer, John Wick, and then, of course, I have seen him reconnoiter the rims in... what do you call it? I have not watched Deadwood. An American God. I have seen bits of Deadwood. And he plays a very smarmy lawyer in a couple episodes of Law and Order SVU. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I have seen Ian McShane and Agent Cody Banks, Shrek the Third, Hot Rod. Which, Luke, had you seen that? No, I haven't. It's something that I'm aware of and that I've been told I would probably like since I'm a big fan of Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. You would enjoy it. You should watch it. 
uh, Kung Fu Panda, Sorcerer's Apprentice, Pillars of the Earth, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, Snow White the Huntsman, Jack the Giant Slayer, Cuban Fury, Hercules, John Wick, The Brothers Grimsby, John Wick Chapter 2, Pottersville, A Magical Life, Hellboy, and John Wick Chapter 3. Pottersville is a weird fucking ass movie. Oh yeah, I I have heard about it. I have debated watching it several is times. Pottersville, what happens and it's a wonderful life if Jimmy Stewart dies? No, possibly. No. Po- well, no, possibly. It's one of those movies that went through so many rewrites but kept the name Pottersville, and so it has nothing to do. Uh, it's a movie where, uh, who's the guy? Who's the guy who's surprisingly a furry with? Uh, Teddy Greer or Judy Greer? Yeah, Judy Greer. Uh, Thomas Lennon, I think, was part of it. But no, Thomas. But Michael Michael Shannon is the, is the lead role. Yeah, but he's not the guy who's having the relationship. Wait, can you explain possibly a furry with Ron Andy? Perlman? Ron Perlman is the sheriff who is a. Oh, uh, that's right. He was. Ron Perlman plays a sheriff who is also a furry, but he's not in a relationship with Judy Greer. He's cheating with Michael Shannon's wife, played by Christina Hendricks. Yes. I listened to the War Rocket Ajax Movie Fighters podcast about it, and it's it's fucking wild. Yeah. Basically, it's a bajillions of tourism dollars is coming into town because... Uh, Michael Shannon gets mistaken for Bigfoot. Because he gets really drunk and tries to uh, appeal to his wife, who he finds out is a furry. Yeah, he's in a gorilla costume. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, there are so many better ways to spend two hours than watching The Sorcerer's Apprentice. We did it so you don't have to. Don't do it to yourself. Watch Con Air. Yeah. Uh, so, I I think I went over our poll results last episode that we did here. But, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is the first one in the poll. Yeah. Because we're <sighs> watching... Lord of War. With probably my second favorite working actor nowadays, Ethan Hawke. And everyone's other favorite working actor, Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Oh no! Who will no. play Nicolas Cage's brother? Christ! Oh! I'm, I have not seen this movie, so I'm actually excited for it. Uh, yes. Oh God! So... Does he have a terrible Russian accent? Probably, because Cage is supposed to. <laughs> so none of us have seen Lord of War then. I yeah no nope. I I have watched it because the reviews for it have been good. And I have not seen it. So yeah, we'll see you in two weeks for our romantic Valentine's Day special, Lord of War. Which is a war slash drama film. All right. Well, Devin, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me online at Fred Ophethis, F-R-E-D-D-O, F-E-T-T, Luke, where can... Or no, actually, Abby, where can people find you? You can find me online at Abnonymous, it's A-B-B-N-O-N-Y-O-M-O-U-S. Luke, where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter at, at Coltreg, that's Paywell, P-R-E-G, or on my website, Lucare, L-U-K-E-H-E-R-R, which is where you can find more out about this podcast. And uh, Nobody wants to find out more about this podcast. Actually, someone tagged me in because there was a conversation about Nicolas Cage and a person who I don't think listens to the podcast but knows that I do it. Like, hey... Luke does a podcast about Nicolas Cage. That is very insulting to both Devin and I. They don't know either of you. I know. It's still very insulting to Devin and I. In fun Nick Cage news, did you know that there's a rumor that in the further expanding of Marvel trying to bring in past characters to bring into the MCU for multiverse things, supposedly they're trying to get Cage to come back as the Ghost Rider. Fucking hell. I'd be up for it. I love I'm it super into that, especially it. I'm super into it because Kevin Feige would be in control and Kevin Feige would do it well. 
Wait, is that how you pronounce Kevin Feige's last name? Yes, it's Feige. Holy shit, I learned something new today. <laughs> and oh. yeah, that, that man knows what he's doing. Uh, I Fucking mean, WandaVision episode 4. Damn, that was good. Abby only watched the first episode. <sighs> I can't stand the anxiety of what absolute bullshit are they going to make this into? <gasps> episode I mean, 4 explains what that absolute bullshit is. Yeah. Or is starting to. Mm -hmm. And just bringing back great characters who people like. Like Randall Park. Everyone loves Randall Park. Well, yeah, but I'm going to have to censor the name that you just Why? said. He was, yeah, he's been but, widely known to be in the show. Yeah, but not everybody follows the news. He was in the trailer for the show. He was? Mm-hmm. Oh, fair enough. For a brief second, you see him running, but... Yeah. I do love Randall Park as FBI himbo Jimmy Woo. Hell yeah. Remember when Randall Park almost got us into World War Three? No. He played Kim Jong Un and uh. Right. Fuck. In the interview. God. Now I gotta think about that all day, Devin. God, I do love Randall Park though. I love that movie though. That's the thing. Like, the movie was actually pretty good. I think the problem that I had was when we tried to watch it. Uh, like, the streaming was so bad because everyone was trying to watch the movie. Yeah. Where we had to actually stop halfway through the movie because it just wouldn't play anymore. And oh, well, that'll just, do that. Yeah. I watched it on DVD a couple, like, a month or two after it came out. Also, I think we were watching with my brother who had been living in South Korea. Hmm. And so it was just kind of like, oh, this is kind of weird. Airplane. But it was still always one of my most favorite things, which was when we were having our weird brinksmanship thing with North Korea for a while. Uh, Seth Rogen entered the arena. I mean, and just I just tweeted at Trump. I was just like, yo, I'm an actor. I don't know a lot of things and can't say I'm like a professional on anything, with one exception. Don't fuck with North Korea. Yeah. I mean, I do appreciate him constantly just getting into kissing matches with Ted Cruz. Ah, oh, it's been hilarious. Mm -hmm. uh, Two weeks! Lord of War! Yay! Lord of War. Yay! Alright, well, we'll see you then. Thank you for listening, and recommend us to a friend who is not a member of the cast. Catch you on the flip mode. Peace.